Welcome to the Lift As You Climb podcast, where it's all about the journey and the joy to discovering who you are now and deciding who you want to become and embracing your genuine identity, influence, and impact. In each episode, we'll explore how life's experiences have prepared us for what we choose to do next and how to create our encore, write our own script, and star in the next stage of our lives. I'm your host, your next business strategist and transformation catalyst, Isabel Banerjee. Well, howdy, and welcome back to the Lift As You Climb podcast. This is a special episode today for all you cowgirls and cowboys out there, because I am thrilled to have with me today the boss mayor of Unbridle It, an inspiring and fun friend of mine, Leanne Gardner. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Isabel. Thank you so much for inviting me on. We are thrilled beyond measure to have you here. The timing is so great because you are definitely an inspiration in my lift as you climb world. And you very recently have released a new book into the universe. We're going to talk about that today for sure for our listeners I invited you, Leanne, to come on here with me and help spread the message, make it clear in the world, the values of consciously lifting and climbing and how that's a continual process as we evolve as women, cowgirls and cowboys in the world, that we are not static. We're not like the fence post in the corral. We are changing and moving and growing all the time. You are sort of new in my life, but new again. Through COVID, we reconnected, and I'm so very grateful for that. Your story of what happened, what transpired for you in the last, what, 18 months or so, I think is a great example, a great role model for so many others that may have found through this time, whether it's because of the pandemic and being shut in, or whether it's just because shit is happening in life, how to reinvent and really create the life that you desire and you deserve, and how to go about manifesting it purposefully and successfully. Leanne, kudos to you for really boldly and bravely sharing your own personal journey and then taking it one step farther and actually creating a book and sharing that whole process and methodology and success models and formulas with so many other people. And to be so brilliantly unique to create it using the life experience that you've had with horses. So yay, everybody, saddle up, (laughs) saddle up, because we have a lot to talk about today. Leanne, unwind this a little bit and give us a bit of the background about how you came to have this philosophy or outlook on life about 
unbridling your passion and your life. Sure. And thank you so much again for inviting me on. Isabella, it's always a gift to spend time with you. There's been several iterations, but I think I spent 25 years in the corporate world. Really quick story. I had horses as a passion really young in my life. I was lucky enough to have had my own horse. And when my parents divorced when I was 15, they had to sell the horse, which ripped my heart out, which created a huge wall of, okay, I don't want to feel that pain ever again in my life. And I felt betrayed and everything else that comes along with divorce. But the horse was the main piece. I chose to build a wall against horses. Never, I'm like, forget it. I don't want to feel that pain ever again. So I jumped into corporate at age 18, really didn't have much to do with horses at all until 16 years later, after I moved to Arizona and reconnected with horses. That reconnection was what woke me up to that balance of life and professional life balance. And I'm like, this is what passion is because I've missed this so much. So I went a little crazy because I was married at the time. So we had seven horses at home and two with trainers and I showed very high level quarter horse and paint throughout the country, but it was my passion. I would be in business meetings. I worked for Lowe's Hotels Corporate at the time with my colleagues and they're all just like, tell us about the horses and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, what lights you up? Tell me what's your passion? What lights you up? And no one could answer that question. And I just thought, hmm, I'm onto something here. So in 2008, I chose not to leave Scottsdale and move to Manhattan, New York, because I'm like, there's no way I'll, I'll even see my horses. They'll have to be in another state for me to afford them. I created Unbridle It in 2008, working with my horses, Sassy and Romeo, to help people get out of their heads and into their hearts and truly reconnect with a passion based on these conversations I'd had with colleagues thinking, well, starting my own business after 25 years in corporate should be a piece of cake. Not the truth at all. So it failed miserably. It didn't fail. I just was like, okay, I got to rethink this. I got to go get a paying job. But that's where it started. So it started with my reintroduction and connection with my heart space, which was the horses. And then in 2016, I lost my beloved Romeo, who's on the cover of my book, and again, that heartbreak took over for a few years. I had to step away from horses. Fast forward to last year where the horses were still missing in my life. So I finally reconnected with horses. And that was what was able for me to complete the book because I was reignited with my passion. Probably a little bit more than you wanted, but. No, not at all. And thank you for sharing so vulnerably because I think this is what you and I do. It's part of how we contribute to the world is that by sharing our own story and making it safe for other people to express where they felt tragedy or frustration, anger, resentment in life, and then provide them some examples that they can try themselves. So I do really appreciate that. I really believe that's a major tenant of the philosophy of lift as you climb. It's in everything that we are doing personally in our lives have accomplished professionally, personally, relationships, every aspect of who we are as whole beings. If we could share what we've done ourselves, that would save someone else some heartbreak, time, money, then that's a responsibility, I believe. 
you're showing up doing that. And I'm grateful to you for that. It helps them know they're not alone. I put my shit out there in this book. I put it all out there. The sexual abuse, everything I've been through, I chose not to be a victim ever. I chose to go, okay, I got to figure this shit out and really be mature much younger than a lot of people have to. But I think by people reading some of these stories, when we do share vulnerably, they're not alone. And you do have a choice every day of the week. You can choose one path or another. You can choose to be a victim or you can say, not today. I'm bucking up and I'm choosing a different path. And that's what I've done consistently. This is why I was so drawn to you because we have that same philosophy as in your book and in mine. We put it out there. We didn't whitewash or Photoshop our lives. We shared the good, the bad, the ugly, and more important, the learnings that could be helpful for someone else if they're not quite sure how to get started. I I love that you hold these events that you do with horses and incorporate what you've learned there into how to apply that in anybody's life, whether you have a horse or not. Absolutely. You don't even have to know anything about horses. That's the beauty of it, because they're just this epitome of authenticity. I love introducing people that don't know anything about horses to the profound lessons they can teach us every day if we would just take the time to watch and observe and listen and feel with our hearts instead of hanging out in our heads. Absolutely. If we get way too cerebral, we're missing the whole point of what this evolution of ourselves is about. Mr. or Mrs. Horse aren't doing that, right? They show up as who they are. They could give a shit about how much money you make or what you look like or what you drove up in or any of that. What they care about is you're showing up and being present and being honest. And if you're afraid of them, then you claim that instead of, oh, I love horses. They're reading us energetically. They're reading that fear. They sense that incongruency. The beauty of authenticity is showing up as who you are and letting go of those preconceived notions of who society thinks you should be or the perfectly imperfect. I love that. Show up. Make the mistakes. That's how you learn the lessons. Absolutely. With some humor, with some (laughs) grace, some forgiveness to ourselves and others. And then that sense of adventure that I think it's not just for the Wild West and cowboy movies. There's an adventure every day in our lives if we choose to be open to it. That's something that I have observed and admired with you is your openness, your wonder about what's around you, what's so beautiful and what is possible. I've witnessed some of that just in the past year, how you transformed your life so incredibly beautifully. Thank you. So the book has just come out, Unbridle It, Buck Up and Create Your Happy. It's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes along with your contact information so people can follow you and see what you're up to next. I have no doubt there's a a lot more that will transpire because you've just, you've unbridled it, unleashed a new part of your life. Can you think back a time, an example of where somebody really lifted you and how that influenced who you are today? I've got several amazing women from my corporate life that I've still been in contact with. 
But most recently, I was speaking at a leadership conference. It was bridle your passion and lead with your heart, which is one of my signature spiels because it's about coming from a heart space. And Susan F. Moody was one of the other speakers. I hadn't met Susan. She missed my presentation, but she came at the end because she had this radio show. She heard the Q&A that we were having at the end. And that's where the whole room was in tears because she shared her experience with having to let go of a passion. Susan just said, hey, I've got this radio show. Would you be interested in coming on? And I said, sure. Again, not knowing anything. And I didn't know what I was doing with my business and all this other stuff. So I went on her radio show, Seize the Day, I think is what it was called. We just had this synergy. She's this brilliant woman who's had multiple million dollar businesses. And she's had the successes and the failures. I found that really inspiring. So after, you know, I was talking about my horses and all this, she just said, we need to connect. She's this brilliant business person. And I had some stuff to learn on that, but I know the marketing branding piece and all of that. But I brought that, who is the the person behind the business? So my focus is really on the self-care and what are you doing for your foundation to be able to create more sustainability for yourself? If you're a hot mess, how do you expect to have a good business? So we partnered and created Starshine Communities. We were way ahead of our time because it was creating a safe space for women entrepreneurs to come with masterminds, to work on your business, to create more sustainability in your business with a big focus on self-care and that woman behind the business. Susan really inspired me and we had just these amazing ideas and we grew way too fast. We went from one location to six because we partnered with an office suite business, which was great, but it was just too much. It was too much to manage. We're still great friends. And she is the reason my book was published because she's written several books and she's brilliant. I think for us to be able to lift all of these other women and hold this space for the community, we did have several members and they're all still great friends and we're watching their businesses blossom just in a different way. It was ahead of our time and and the West Valley was the absolute wrong location to launch that business. We should have been in a different location. We still hear feedback from some of our members. That always makes you feel good when you know you've had a positive impact on someone a couple of years later when they still reach out and say thank you. Well, isn't it the truth? The impact that we have doesn't always show up in the form that we originally envisioned it would. In creating a business model or providing a service, sometimes it's the seeds have been planted and they just are taking longer to germinate. Please don't think that any of that was wasted time. There was impact. I get what you're saying. We're really just coming into women entrepreneurs feeling absolutely right in being there as feminine energy business leaders working differently than in the traditional masculine or patriarchal models, celebrating the fact that we are not just a woman with a personal life and a woman with a professional life, that we are one whole great feminine creation and how we can do business very, very successfully from that space. I love what you did about self-care, self-compassion, coming together and creating that supportive board of advisories and educational environment. 
And I hope that we are going to see a lot more of that going forward in the future. Perhaps the pandemic might have been a catalyst for that to increase too. The people I talk to certainly talk about one of the takeaways from this experience of the past 16 months has been recognizing who isn't there for us, who we are missing in our lives, who showed up for us. There's been a refinement of priorities and taking stock of who else we need in our circle of influence. Who do we need to help us buck up and unbridle it in your vernacular? I think who's in your first class cabin is a whole paragraph in the book of who are we choosing because, you know, what you're not changing, you're choosing. Who are you choosing to have in your first class cabin? Because who we surround ourselves with, what we listen to on the radio and television, all has a direct impact on us and our self-talk and how healthy we are. So be very choosy. My first class cabin is very small. And in some cases, there may be no family members in your first class cabin, and that's fine. Your first class cabin needs to be those who support you and have your best interest in mind and don't have all the jealousies or the naysayers because they would never have the guts to do what you're doing. Right. Sorry, off my plane. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it was like off the bus. And some relationships just belong on different parts of our train or bus or plane, right? Different cabins. It doesn't mean that we can't have any relationship with them or have a quality of relationship. But in the specific areas such as growing into your CEO-ness or stepping out and becoming more of you, You and I know that there are some people from our life that are not comfortable with us changing and growing because they feel they may be left behind. It's a very wise thing to look at. Who do you need in each of those areas of your life and purposely curate and nurture those relationships? Once you are back in alignment with your purpose and you've let go of some of that stuff that's no longer serving you, the right people pop into your life. Just like we had reconnected and I've reconnected with others. That saying of you meet a person for a reason, a season, a lifetime or something else. I believe in that. And I don't think that there are any coincidences. You'll still be tested because people will come back into your life and it's a test. Okay, is this really what you deserve? How does that person make you feel or whatever relationships and all that? I'm being tested now being single. It's like, okay, is that what you deserve? No. Off my bus. (laughs) When you're in alignment, your energy is going to attract a different level that's on your same vibration, if that makes sense. Surround yourself with those who have been there, done that, so you can learn from them, and they're going to help push you. Just like you never want to be the the most expensive house on the block. Well, you don't want to be the one that's always giving, giving, giving to everyone else in your circle. You need somebody to be there and support you as well. Because sometimes it gets really old being that support and the coach for everybody else, because we need some of that ourselves sometimes. Just my thought. I absolutely agree with you. Well said. Great reminder. If we aren't stretching and growing with the people that we are surrounding ourselves with, you're right. We need to take another look at who's on that success ladder And how are they lifting us to come up with them? 
Well, thank you so much. I'm encouraging everybody to read your book and think about this absolutely amazing time and opportunity in your own life to purposely choose what you want to do next and really unbridle the opportunity for greater satisfaction, greater impact and influence in the world and good times, right? Absolutely. All right, Leanne, you're kind of a celebrity. You're kind of a big deal these days. I'm kind of just me. I'm a girl who wrote a book. A girl who wrote a book. Okay, so there's there's a fair bit of information out there about you. Hopefully, most of it is true on the internet. What's something that perhaps we wouldn't find out about you easily on Google? Oh, there's a lot of information about me. Um, One thing you would not find is when I was 12, I was in an X-rated film. (laughs) I had my clothes on. I was an extra. My dad is a cinematographer. And so I've actually been in several movies. Linda Lovelace for president. I was a bratty kid. I had just come in from the barn and I was a bratty kid that went into this phone booth or I don't even know. I don't know if I was cut from it, but at 12, I was in an X-rated film. I've also been in music videos. One of my sisters worked for Sony Records, so I was in a Tanya Tucker video. So yeah, you'd never find that anywhere. I never would have guessed. It's the best icebreaker ever because I win. It's like, I was in an X-rated film, a double X or whatever it was when I was 12. Okay, I have no words. <laughs> I have no words, but other than to say thank you so much, Leanne Gardner, for being with me today. You certainly have lifted my spirits and lifted my belief in everything is possible if I align my vibes with my goals and then just unbridle it. Fuck up. Okay, buck up out there, everybody. Make sure you check the show notes so that you can find out where to find this amazing woman. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope our conversation added value to your day and expanded your vision for your legacy and impact. Please join me in increasing my impact and expanding my reach to more people by sharing this episode on social media or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. To catch all of the latest from me, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me and others in my community Facebook group, The Lift As You Climb Movement, where you can engage be inspired by and grow with a tribe of like-minded people. As I evolve as a podcaster and a spokeswoman for collaboration and economic empowerment, your input and feedback are especially important to me. I welcome your suggestions and questions to hello at theencorecatalyst.com. Until we meet again, please remember that your success may be the foundation to someone else's. Together, we can raise success ladders around the world. Mm